The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to westwatwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event, exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. Becoming financially free does not have to be difficult, but it is. It is because we have busy lives. We're constantly you know, distracted with the challenges of at work. We don't know what to do and we don't have time to figure it out. The, the whole goal behind having a passive income operating system is to put some of these things that are confusing or that are not like urgent and important to bring them to automatic, right? If you could, if you could have a place that your system was automatically putting money away and building passive income while you're doing all the busyness of life, how, how would that make you feel, right? It, that's, that's a relief to that. Well, and that's why so many of us have not got to the point we want to be. One, we, we tend to think, well, maybe it just isn't for me. Like, I know I'm listening to this podcast. I want it to be for me. But then what stops us, right? What are those obstacles? It's the, the idea, does it take 10 hours a week? which I don't have, does it take hundreds of thousands of dollars to start, which I don't have access to? And does it require experience and knowledge, which I haven't gained yet? And we aptly named this process, the operating system, the passive income operating system, because once it is installed, then it operates for you, right? We all are using computers, many of you way more advanced than Joey and I as it relates to tech. But aren't we so grateful for the operating systems that allow us to do all the different things that for our daily life because of them? Well, that is the way this is set up. It's designed to help you take active income and turn it into passive income and to do it in a operating system fashion. And as you listen to this podcast, you're going to understand what are all the problems that exist out there that you're probably dealing with. And we're going to give you some step-by-step approaches of how to overcome those while at the same time giving you confidence that if those two knuckleheads could turn, you know, our, you know, our lack of experience, the access to cash that we were building into over $50,000 a month in passive income, then you for sure could do it. And here's the other thing. If you've been that person that you started a life insurance policy with this idea, I'm going to practice infinite banking and it stopped there. Like your agent helped you set up a policy. Great. Good for you. And it's been five years and you feel like it's got dust on the, on the shelf behind you. This is the tactical episode that will tell you how to now take that and put it into your system and then start creating that passive income that you've been looking for. If you don't have it already, go ahead and download our ebook so that you can have it to go along with this, have a visual 
Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S for Passive Income Operating System. Now, let's not take any more away from this. Let's dive straight into this episode right now. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Joey, I feel like the biggest thing, the biggest problem that I've, I've experienced early on as we were trying to build passive income personally, as I didn't have a system to make it happen. And I would spend most of my time focused on building businesses, right? And not focused on creating passive income. And even, even though when we started declaring focus, I mean, you're wearing a stinking shirt right now that says passive income. That's right. It's still easy to get bogged down in minutia of the day, right? Family life, jobs, work. And I I feel like that, you know, without a process, it cost us years of our life. Well, no doubt. And not to mention the other thing that we always say is standing between you and financial freedom is access to cash. And what is it that that we know is that if we don't have a system that is constantly putting our money into a position to be used to create passive income, what happens to it? It gets spent, it gets used up, it gets um, put on the back burner. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that's what I love about this system that you and I have created on accident, just because of our own failures. And we're able to roll this out to people so that you can just mimic what we're doing and start when you start putting capital in place where you can access it what happens opportunities find you and it just becomes really quick well here's the thing is that when you get yourself into a system it allows it to go faster right when we're having to do multiple things at one time there's opportunity for failure you've heard it many times you cannot multitask you will do one thing poorly because you're trying to think you're doing something else. And really you're only doing one of the two things, but because the other thing's operating, it's not happening. It's like Joey looking at his computer screen with 45,000 tabs open. Right. And I keep saying, just close them man. You'd be better off just, yeah. You'd just be better off closing all the tabs and only having one tab because you're, you're seeing all those tabs open on your computer screen at the top. And you're, Oh, I need to go back. I've got to complete that form. Oh, I got to go and I need to finish the intro to the podcast that we're doing. Oh, I need to follow up with our virtual assistant on this. All of those thoughts, every time you see it, you skip from what you focused on to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, preventing you from taking action. And I, I would say that that's what has kept us and probably has kept you from becoming really efficient in your journey to becoming financially free is that you didn't have a system. When you have a system, it's a written down process that's automated. It allows you to be able to go super fast. Uh, Joey, 
our our good buddy Sharon Shravatsa loves to say that amateurs automate for efficiency, right? People think, oh, I want efficiency. He says, no, amateurs automate for efficiency. Experts automate, uh, automate for perfection. Mm. And the objective what we're trying to do is create a perfect passive income operating system that does work on autopilot, that does allow us to not have to worry about that part of our lives so that we can focus on all those other things because our family lives are never going to become less <laughs> less involved, right? Our businesses right. most likely are not going to be less, are not going to need less of our time. They're going to need more of our time. So for us to be effective in our passive income journey, we have to have a system. And that's what we plan to go through today. If you're watching on YouTube, you're going to get to see some of the the processes that we're going through, some of the things that we've been able to learn over the last, what is it, Joey, 13 years or so that has helped yep. us figure out how to do this better. And there's still lessons. I mean, every time we learn something, we're going to uh, update it. If you want access to this, you want to ha have access to our ebook, go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash PIOS. Joey, what does PIOS stand for? Passive income operating system, of course. Come on. <laughs> you can see in that ebook um, a lot of the slides that we're going to go through today, and uh, it will show some of the flow of money. So it'll be, it'll be certainly helpful as you view it while we're talking. Yeah. Well, uh, the, here, here's what I know there's problems that keep us from becoming effective and efficient in our system. And it's mostly because we make the mistake of commingling our personal finances, right? That's How right. many of us have have taken money uh, from our businesses, put it in our personal accounts, and we're like, okay, well, I got all of these things that has to happen. I need to save out of this. I got to invest out of this. I know I got taxes are going to come up. I got all of these expenditures, both current and future, right? I got yep. these wants. I, I got to save for vacations, right? I got to save for the new car. I got to save for kids' school. All of these things start to happen, confusing us, Stallion. That's right. Yeah. Just like uh, I know you've told this story before, but the idea of a lion tamer is ridiculous, right? It's a guy standing in front of this massive lion and he can hold up a stool and a whip and somehow control this lion from just devouring you. And the whole reason for it, I don't know if this is true, but it certainly works, is that each one of the legs of that stool, along with the whip and the man, all present a unique threat to that line. And so they see that and they, they think they're outnumbered and they, they just comply. And that's exactly what our brains are doing. When we put so many things into that one location, that one primary checking account, and it's supposed to perform all these functions, our brain cannot process all those things at the same time. And so it's not a shock that it has bad things that happen as a result, things that are keeping us from financial freedom. And yeah. so let's, let's kind of go through that for a minute. Like what's going through your brain whenever you get that, your paycheck or your distribution from your business, or maybe even like a bonus of some sort, it hits your bank account. What are the things that start going through your mind? Russ, give me a couple. Well, I, hey, did that more have my mortgage cleared yet? Has my second mortgage cleared yet? Has my HELOC mortgage cleared? Has my uh, my credit card uh, come through? Has my wife's credit card come through? Right? None of these things happen on the same day, do they? 
They're no. all different days. And for some reasons, we're like, oh, well, that's good. They don't have it all at the same time because maybe I don't have enough money immediately to pay for all of those things. I need to distribute them throughout the month. But also the problem with them happening on different times of the month is that we have to try to remember when is it coming out, how much is it, and do we have money in the account that it's coming from in order to pay for it? Exactly. And I think that that's why we end up working out of one big account because it's just easier, we think, to take our quote-unquote paycheck, no matter how that's – if you're paying yourself from your business or you're getting paid from, uh, from an employer that you work for, it's just easier, we think, to do all of that. Well, it just I want to make this really practical for a second. How many times have you been sitting down at your desk or at your bedside table, wherever you keep your bills? Okay. I know we all have a spot where you keep your bills and you're either on your phone or on your computer and you're trying to go through and you're, you're focused on, oh man, what could I do with this extra money? And you start thinking about it and you pull up your bank account and you start thinking, well, but wait, when does the student tuition come through? Is that already been paid or is it coming? Is that, oh no, that's quarterly. Okay, so do I have the money for that? All those things start to flood your mind. How many times have you done this? And you don't have to tell us, but just it, while you're in your car, you're working out. How many times have you literally just shut the computer and done nothing? <laughs> how many times have you shut the computer and walked away pissed off? <laughs> I, I just tell you, like, my wife used to say, Am I talking to beginning of the month, Russ, or end of the month, Russ, right? <laughs> now, beginning of the month, Russ, is the one who's, like, butts puckered up. Like, you know, because I'm thinking about all the things that have to come. The end of the month, Russ, is like, everything's good. Life's, you know, because generally what's happened is that most of the bills are paid between the 1st and the 15th. And so the end of the month, Russ, is like, everything's great we can buy everything you know i'm like mike that, that old saturday night live skit with michael jackson like we're out of money michael he's like no worries we'll buy more right like it, that we've all been there right and the problem with that is that we we definitely work as mike mccallis we've had him on our podcast you've probably read his book profit first he talks about we become bank balance people we open up our our um, our bank app first thing in the morning, right after Facebook, right after reading, you know, <laughs> whatever scandalous news outlets we want to read on. And then we open our bank balance. You know, you do it. You know, you do it. Yeah. And you look at your bank balance to see how much you have. And that's the way we live our life. We literally live our life off that. But you're saying, well, Russ, what's wrong with that? Stallion, what's wrong with that? Well, the problem is, is that if we're trying to become financially free, we're trying to determine how much money can I save? How much money can I invest? But we're living out of an account that we also have taxes. We have all those expenditures we just thought of. We end up saving too little. And this is, this is, I remember specifically you and I having a conversation early on and I was sharing with you this idea of, Hey, Joey, you need to be taking your savings and accounts, put it in a life insurance policy for the purpose of an infinite banking. And what did That's you right. tell me? Oh, I was like, Oh, I could do 2000 a month. Sure. And I'm like, bro, 2000 a month. Now, hear me. I don't know what you you make, but I'm making fun of Joey here because Joey was making over $300,000 a year. And he's like, man, I can crush this thing at 2000 a month. And I was like, dude, that's cute. 
Like you obviously <laughs> didn't hear, you obviously haven't learned. Otherwise you would want to do something different. Well, it's because I was living just like what we're talking about out of this one checking account. And I thought this is all I have left over at the end of the month. And so that became my savings element. What happened shortly thereafter, it became 60,000 a year, right? Because I started to implement this system and started to see things for what they really were. But in the meantime, that saving element being so small led to what? The investments I was able to make, right? If If your system's too small, you can't invest big, right? It just doesn't work. Right. And, And when your investments are too small, Joey, what does that mean? It means that you no longer have the passive income that you need, right? It, the, the goal is that we should be investing. We should be taking our savings, buying assets, assets or anything that puts money in our pocket. But if we're saving too little and in, then, in essence, investing too little, we're going to have too little passive income. It's not going to make a difference. It's like that first property that I bought. You know, I bought this rental property. Man, I could I didn't know what to do with all $67 a month that was coming in from it. <laughs> Right. Like I had no idea. Like, what am I going to do with all this money? Like is, which which one of the fast food restaurants were I going to take my wife out? Exactly. I, I didn't know. There's too much information there. So when when you don't have enough passive income, you are literally sitting there kind of def, deflate, uh, defeated, if you will. Yeah. On. Oh, well, maybe this just doesn't work. Well, is not having enough passive income a result of not having the right investments or not being able to invest enough? I think it could be both, but in this case, we're talking about the fact that your savings leads to your investments. And then the other part of this is, you know, we're working against this passive income greater than monthly expenses math. Like that's our formula for success. So if we can't increase our passive income, it's just prolonging that financial freedom date. But one, I'm going to take it one step further. When you had that investment property. I want to go back to that because that to me is one of the greatest examples. And I did the same thing with my property that I rented is because the money was not that much coming back. Where did the money flow back to? Just, just ballpark for me. Did you have a separate account just for that one investment? No, I mean, I wouldn't, I would, one, I didn't even know or or think to do that, but I, I mean, I, I felt like the bank would charge me extra if I just put that little amount of money in one account. <laughs> But it came back to the same home base, right? That one account that was the catch-all that the money came out of to make the investment, it came right back in. And then what? It got thrown into the muck, into all the, the mix with all these other cash flows going in and out. And then what happens? If you do that enough times, your spending increases. Because why? Because you're like, ah, oh, I got this massive property over here throwing off $67 a month. Surely we can go out to eat one more time, sweetheart. And you right. start spending more because you're still not solving the problem. It's still well, one big mass. It, it, that is an issue. It doesn't matter if it's 67 or 6,700. If it goes back into your cash account where you look at every morning when you wake up, it's going to give you a feeling of I have access to money. 
And we say the obstacle to becoming financially free is lack of access to money. And this is not what we're talking about. Exactly. We don't want the access to money in our spending account, in the account that our brain, which re remember, going back to the very beginning, the problem is, is we can't multitask. That is uh, just impossible. You cannot multitask. Quit telling yourself that you can. Quit writing that down on your resume when you go to, <laughs> to, to interview at a different place. You're not a good multitasker. No one is. No one is. Now, hey, you can run and listen to our podcast and you can drive and listen to our podcast. That's, that's fine. Don't please don't stop listening to the podcast. Okay. Well, Just hey, don't, I don't hope listen that when you're driving, you're, you're focused <laughs> on what you're doing and you hear a couple of things and maybe something encourages you to go back and listen to it on your own. But what's happening is we're living our life and the money coming back into that count, we're forgetting that that money should also be going out to buy more assets to produce more passive income Exactly. when it goes into our primary checking account. We, unfortunately, are thinking about life, and so it gets consumed in our life. So, Stallion, Lifestyle. When, yep. it, 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 and it's just, unfortunately, a, a repetitive problem there, right? Because, again, if we consume the money, then that gives us less to invest, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Which means we have even fewer passive income dollars coming our way in the future. It's a it, terrible it, cycle. Well, here's the next thing. I think a lot of times we forget our largest expense. Usually it's not our lifestyle. It ends up being our tax bill, and especially for us that are self-employed. Right. It, you, you get 1099s, you get K1s, you get these distributions from the different investments that you're in. And. They don't withhold taxes. And all of a sudden, we start thinking, well, what, what's our tax bill going to be? We don't know. And so then that's quarterly. What are those quarterly payments do? Like, yeah, those things start coming through your mind. Right. Well, you don't know what they're going to be. So you kind of hold back or you make the actual mistake of spending them and then they come to and you don't have it. Right. All of these things become problems. You know it. Like you've lived that, that, that process. Well, people who have been doing infinite banking for long enough, Joey, sometimes what they have made the mistake along this road is that they're using their savings dollars, their cash values, not to buy assets, but to buy liabilities. And they maybe they listened to the wrong person who was telling them that IBC is about being able to buy cars with it, you know, be able to go on vacations. Not that you can't use it for those things, but not that those things will ever actually produce return for you can't become wealthy by spending money that's right you have to invest it well if i start buying liabilities with my savings dollars with my infinite banking dollars what ends up happening i have to have money to go and pay those off well for some people they don't end up paying them off do they joey well they don't pay them off because of the same reason that we've been talking about that one primary checking account has all this cash in one place and we never stop to figure out how much can I repay my loans back with? And so they just don't get repaid. And they look up six months, 12 months later and they're like, oh man, I haven't replenished any of these loans and now I need to borrow for something else that would have been helpful to me. Well, maybe it's an asset that I wanna purchase or an investment. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income 
into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to wealthwhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared, though, for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. That's what causes us to become disoriented. Like, uh, you ever heard the, the term spatial disorientation? It happens for pilots. It happens for scuba divers. When they get to certain points and their environment makes them feel like they could be upside down, they could be backwards, they could be, they don't really know where they're at. And what does that do? That causes even more problems. So there has to be a solution to all this for us. Well, the worst thing that you can have happen is not knowing what to do, right? And, And not knowing where to look for the information. Feeling like you're the only one too with the problem. So the key is, is that here Joey and I telling you, that we have faced this problem. <laughs> like it has been an issue that we have been trying to overcome for years and years and years. And it wasn't until we implemented this process not too long ago, right? It's only been a couple of years that we've gotten this fully onboarded into our lives to start to feel the benefits. Well, and I would say it was, it was hazy. Like we tried to do certain things along the way. And so what you're getting the benefit of is years of trial and error that have come into now what I feel like is much more buttoned up and much more dialed in so that you don't have to go through all those same issues. So let me lay out the steps for you, right? Because you've heard a lot of problems, you've heard a lot of issues, but what I want to spend the rest of this time on the podcast, Joey, is giving very tactical steps, things that you can do if this is your your life, if you've been feeling this way, you've been feeling anxious about not – not being able to get to financial freedom because you got all of these challenges, all this stuff going on in your life. Let's simplify this process. So first, very easily, right? We've always got to separate business and personal. And if you haven't done that, go do that now. So like a really easy thing to do to to make sure you're not spending your business dollars in your personal life. That's an accounting nightmare. And your CPAs probably told you that. That's a super simple thing. Now, assuming you got that, Here's the thing that is, by the way, super simple to do, but very few have done it. And once you do it, I'm going to tell you, you're going to immediately have this like feeling of relief. And inside of our course, the automated budget, um, Eric Cutson, he goes through and he talks about this. He talks about, Joey, building an income account. What does an income account do for somebody? An income account just gives you a place, a landing place for all the money that you're getting paid from either W-2 or from your own business into one place. And then from there, it gives you the point to say, okay, how much of this income that I just received has to be pushed to my expense account, right? The place where I'm going to take all the personal expenses that is in my budget, big expenses, uh, regular expenses, irregular expenses, whatever they may be, I'm going to push them into a different account. And that could be the primary checking account you've been working out of that has all those things going in and out of it. That could become your new quote unquote expense account. 
And so that those are you have two on that personal side now, one income and one for expense. And, and for some of you, you're you're watching, um, you're you're following the automated budget, or you're following the profit first, and you realize there's multiple accounts you can create, and that's fine. But for simplicity, for for those of you who've only been operating out of one personal checking account, we're encouraging you right now go go to your bank, open up a second. Checking accounts, just a personal checking account. Yep. And, and you're going to label this income. And all you're going to do differently from this point forward is that you're no longer going to allow whatever income that comes into your into your personal life to go to the place that you have all of those uh, bill pays out of, right? All those drafts out of. You're not going to do that. You're going to push all your income into this new setup account at your bank. And if, if, if every, if, when you first start, if all you did was put it all there and then transfer it all into the other account, that's fine. But here's what is going to allow you to go a step further than that. You're going to learn how much money do you spend on a monthly basis, which by the way, the, the, the formula for financial freedom, Joey, you said earlier was passive income greater than what? Monthly expenses. Okay, so in order for us to be financially free, we have to know what our monthly expenses are. So just by integrating this one step into your life, you're going to be able to start solving part of your equation of becoming financially free because you're going to know how much money do I truly have to transfer out of that income account every single month into my personal spending account because that's how much you spend. That's what's that's what's needed every month, right? That's right. And, and if you haven't taken that first step of knowing this, we have a really, really easy tool. It's called our financial scorecard. If you go to wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash scorecard, it will help you to fill this out and to know exactly where you are as it relates to percentage-wise to financial freedom. But more importantly, it'll give you your monthly expense number so you can check this off your off your list. All right, let's just assume that for simple numbers, you spend $10,000 a month, right? So when income comes into your account, into the income account, this newly formed bank account, you know I've got to push $10,000 down into my other established account because that's where all the bill pays and that's where all the checks are going to be written off of. Well, if I happen to make $15,000 or $50,000 a month, then now I have clarity of what can be pushed on. And here's the beauty. What we're about to tell you is that all of those things, all of those savings, all of the investments, all the taxes, all the big items that we've been holding back or thinking through, we're going to push that across a different line. It's going to simplify everything. You know, I need to push $10,000 to be spent. The rest of the money is going to go across. Sorry, Joe, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, what you're talking about is creating a, a way that of safety. Um, I want to give you an example of, have you ever been at like a family function and someone pulls out a cake or a pie? I mean, whatever your favorite thing is. And you, you start looking around and you start doing pie math. I mean, you tell, tell me that's not true. Okay. You're like, okay, there's about 25 jokers in here and any substantial amount of cake or pie is going to leave us at like eight to 12. I got to get in line fast. Right. Well, unless if if it's left to me, like if it's left to all of us to start cutting that cake up, I may get left out. Right. But if but if you want to be sure, 
that you got to go ahead and cut it into the number of pieces so everybody gets a piece. That's what we're doing here is we're going ahead and shoving across the line into our own investment system, right? Our own passive income operating system so that now that money has been spoken for and we can go ahead and start implementing this system. Well, it, it is definitely. And, you know, I, I think about that because every Thanksgiving I'm down at my house. She has this strawberry pie that everybody loves. Everybody loves it. it my nephews especially love it. And I realized that pie is like, you know, what is it? Like an eight by 10 little thing. And sometimes she makes two. And one of my nephews would eat both of them by himself. You better you better separate that thing. You better get it into pieces and say, you can't have a second piece until everybody else has had. That's what we have to tell with our cash. We have to say, I, I got to give the $10,000 $10, to my expenditures because that's what's got to be spent. I can't spend any more until I've pushed everything across. So, Joey, we push it across into our infinite banking system. Right? That's right. So if you haven't started infinite banking, this is your opportunity. Right. Get on a call with one of our coaches, wealth.wallstreet.com forward slash free call and figure this out. This is the game changer that made all the difference for Russ and I and for thousands of other customers that we've been able to help. This is where it all starts. But this if you're ever wondering, I know I was when I first started this, where does this whole policy fit? into my my banking system like i already have this income coming in these expenses but where does this policy or the system of policies fit it okay. starts right here we're going to put it on the other side of this line and so that we can now start to use that for savings for investing and for taxes those are the three things that we're going to be using it for all right so step number one taking you back through the steps as we start to dive into the third step here step number one at a simple level if you haven't already separated business and personal do that step number two implement your own income account this is just a secondary checking account at your bank now step number three is implementing infinite banking joey infinite banking is not a whole life policy in 99.99 percent of conversations online talk about how infinite banking is a whole life policy some of them talk about it being an IUL, and I'm not even going to get into that and why that's a disaster, right? But <laughs> infinite banking is not a product. It is a right. process. All right. Put it put it on, on blast right here, Russ. What is it? Uh, infinite banking is the process of recognizing that our, our capital has a cost, right? Our money has a cost. Secondarily, our money, when we purchase anything, has to come from a pool of a place that it, it it's at to a place to uh, to where we're buying something, right? And it better move fast, otherwise the transaction isn't going to happen. So somebody's going to make a profit off where the money is pooled. And so what you know, Nelson Nash, the author of Becoming Your Own Banker, recognized is that if that pool of money is in an account in which we are an owner of, it, why he would talk about using participating, meaning policy owner owned insurance companies participating dividend paying whole life insurance policies that then you now are a owner of the pool of cash. 
So not only have you gotten it in a place that you can control, you're also in the position of profiting. That's what the dividend is coming for, profiting from it being there. And now you can utilize it in the process of taking over the financial function of your life. So if we start buying assets, now we can move that money out of that account to somewhere else. So when we talk about building a system, an IBC system, it is a process. Don't get hung up in the whole product stuff. But also don't go listen to those jokers telling you that you should be using, you know, index universal life policies. My policy no. earns 8% and their earns 4 Well, Joey, there's reasons why we would not try to, you know, somebody was like, well, Russ, are you, wouldn't you want 8%, not 4 What would you tell them? I'm sorry? He's not listening to me, guys. I hope you're listening because he's no longer listening. That's <laughs> <laughs> the reason no, I don't want. <clears throat> I don't want my my system to be based off of a what if. I want it to be based on guarantees. I don't want it to have this potential that it could go backwards. They don't tell you that with these IUL pro- uh, products. They could go backwards because nothing is guaranteed in those things. And it shifts all the risks to you, not to the insurance company. As business owners, we know this. The way we make a profit is income minus expenses equal profit, right? That equals cash flow. Well, in the insurance world, right, these these insurance products that they're having, yeah, they're going to try to show you how, how they could potentially have more income then, for instance, our dividend-paying uh, life insurance policies, boring old policies, earn 2 3 4 5%, whatever it is. They're like, oh, these things could earn 9%, 14%, right? The magical returns. Mountain charts, they'll show you. But the backside of that is what are the expenses? Are those expenses fixed? And the answer is no. Those expenses have no guarantees. So the, the amount of money that can be spent in the expenditure side can continue to grow, which can grow to be greater than the income side, which enters the negativity number. The reason I love whole life insurance policies outside of my waistline is the only thing that's guaranteed to grow every single year in the financial world. It is guaranteed because it's contractual. The cash value must, hear me, must grow to equal the death benefit at a future age. It used to be 100. Now, most of them are age 121 every single year. So the more cash I put in, the higher that cash value is going to have to grow to equal the death benefit. People miss that. This is not a place for our investment dollars. Our investment should be the assets that are out there producing passive income. We should be looking for a place to park that that cash safely. So back to the point, Joey, we were talking about utilizing our our infinite banking system here, we want to build cash value. Well, when I start trying to figure out, you and I have built a system of over 40 life insurance policies on 20 different individuals with seven (laughs) different companies, right? We have a lot of cash value. We've, We've built a system. Well, the simplest way for us is to know it goes into one account that then could be utilized to pay those premiums when they come because they don't all come due at the same day either, do they? That's right. No. And if it like if you're at the beginning of this process, you may just have one policy, right? So, but the, the point is is you want to build this system to be able to expand. And so you're going to want to start with it, even just a simple checking account that's allocated for this side of your equation. So you've now moved money from a business or active income into an personal income account. You've pushed down certain expenses that you've identified that that's all I'm going to put down into that that bucket. And then everything else I'm pushing into my IBC checking account. Now, 
What Russ just mentioned is that once you get a massive system of multiple policies, you can now upgrade that checking account into a life insurance line of credit. And what that is, is just that a bank, there's many different options, will collateralize all those policies that you have into one line of credit and allow you to write checks off of it, to do wires, to do, it's all for convenience sake. And they, that's what we utilize, okay? So now think about you either have a, a checking account when you're just getting started, or you can have a line of credit once you kind of get to a point where it gets to be, you need more simplification. Well, I want to I want to throw this out there. This, here's a disclaimer, right? Some people say, "Well, Russ, do I have to have this line of credit? Is this like imperative for my passive income operating system to work properly?" No, it's not, right? But as you build a bigger system of life insurance policies, as you are doing more transactions, this becomes an efficiency play. If you're just now starting out or you're listening to this and it's early in 2023 and interest rates may be greater in these line of credits than against your life insurance company stuff. Hey, look, I get it. I don't think I, I necessarily would move into them right away. But for those of us who have built a, such a, a system where if I'm trying to manage the repayment of all of these different policies and and taking loans and, and trying to figure out which ones, okay, I just had, you know, we just sold this house and we got $300,000 back. Well, okay, well, which four policies do I put that back toward? Like, like if it creates confusion, we go right mm. back to the same position that we were in before. And remember, we've got life working against us. Right. And so we're going to either do one thing well or nothing well at all. And so for us, the simplest thing for us is to put this life insurance line of credit in there. So every single life insurance policy we have on ourselves, on all the other people that we own them on, even ones that are owned by other people, we can pull those together, simplifying our process. We get to move money really quickly. So it doesn't matter how many you have, what the different loans are we can simplify that into one checking account. And that's what has made this process even that much more efficient. So going back to the, what Joey said, we got we make $30,000 one month. Our bills for the month are 20,000, or 10,000, I'm sorry. We move that, push that into our primary checking. Now the extra 20 goes over to pay down on the line of credit, right? Imagine you've got a million dollar line of credit and you've borrowed half a million dollars out for multiple things. What happened to Joey when I make that $20,000 payment on the line of credit? The balance does what? Balance goes down and the availability goes up. Right, simplifies it. Now I have a premium due for one of the many life insurance policies. Where am I going to get the money from? I write it right off the line of credit. Right. What happens if, you know, I, I, I need to make an investment, you know, a, a multifamily deal, a mobile home park, an ATM, a, an e-commerce business, a, another short term rental that I want to buy? Where is that cash going to come from? All from that same line of credit. Right. And I mean, do you have to think, you know, where it's going to come from? It's simple. Exactly. And, and the money that's available on it, you know because you have it allocated. Joey, where, what are you gonna, when the when the investment entity that you invest with, they say, hey, where do you want us to send this cash back to? What are you gonna tell them? I'm gonna go right back into my line of credit. You're just gonna give them the checking account associated with that line of credit, right? Exactly, exactly. All the money's just gonna flow right back there. What happens when the tax bill comes up? 
write it right out of the line of credit. Same old, same old. Now, people say, well, what's the benefit of using your this system? And for us, it's our line of credit. For some people, it's just their IBC checking account. What's the benefit of paying taxes later? And first disclaimer, we are not CPAs. We're not going to give you tax advice. Advice is garbage and should be treated as such. We're just going to give you experience. So, Joey, in your experience, what has been the benefit of you paying your taxes, not necessarily quarterly, like we were talking about later even the following year well there's been tons of opportunities in the past where by the end of the year deals show themselves available to me that were not available to me earlier in the year and if i had been putting money away paying my quarterly estimates throughout the year then the real estate deals and the oil and gas deals and fill in the blank the opportunities that have had massive tax deduction opportunities, I would have never even had the ability to take advantage of. And so sometimes, I'm not saying it always happens, you're able to take advantage of a deal near the end of the year that wipes out all of what those estimates were even there for to begin with. I I no longer have that bill due as it relates to the next following year because of the investment I was able to make. Now, the whole point of this system, Russ, is that there's benefits of doing it. Because some, t- some of you are thinking right now, man, this sounds like a lot of like moving parts. I have to go to the bank. I got to open up accounts for this and for that. And the other thing, is this really going to change anything or is it just moving money around? I've had, hey, I had the same thought. Hey, Mike well, McCallowitz, as a, as, a, as a guest on our show, I thought the same thing. But the magic is in the brain space it creates. When you put this system together, it puts building passive income on autopilot. Well, here, here's the, the question, right? Do I need to have like some, I have to pay off, you know, some family office $100,000 or tax attorneys or CPAs, all this money in order to implement it, right? Is this going to be a constant thing? Am I going to, you know, be spending hours and hours, 10 hours a week for the rest of my life managing this thing? And the answer is no and no and no, right? It, the key is that you're going to implement this thing one time. And, and depending on where you are in our process, we actually can can help you with that. But the key is, is that you're not alone. You're not the only one have done it. We've been setting this system up for years now. And because of that, we can give you the keys. We can show you, like Joey just said, how do we autopilot this process? By autopilot it, we get to a point where, Joey, we can make it to where you build passive income freely. You and I have been able to build passive income at the highest level because it was set up through the system. We, we've built over 50000 a month. That's but right. even more so than that, it's also had impacts me personally. I've seen my stress level go significantly down because, hey, we run a business that's focused on building passive income. The thing that I want to do is build passive income for you. And I end up not doing it so well for myself because I'm so focused on helping you. Remember, I can't do two things at once. So by creating this, what it's done is taking the stress off of me worrying that, man, I'm not doing best for my family because I'm always focused on others. My, I've seen my stress level go down and my passive income and everything else go up. That's right. So, I know that this is a lot to take in audibly. If you didn't join us on YouTube, go over to YouTube and check out the video. And also, if you just want to have something as a tangible way to walk through this process, 
go download our ebook again, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. And you can have something in your hands that you can go through and implement the system. At the end of the day, if this gets you closer to financial freedom, we've done our job. That's what our goal is every single week to bring you value that is going to help you get there. If you've found value in today's podcast, please like it, share it, review it. Um, Give us the opportunity to get this out to the world. And that's the way you can help us uh, do that. It's your currency to us to help us get this word out. So thank you again for being on and we will catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.